0: God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. On January the 19th, 2019, the Lord Jesus visited us in trans Kenya, Africa after preaching at a Messiah Tribal Church. Coming out of there, the Lord visited us there with a the visitation that lasted about two hours. The bottom line was, he said, seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now that entailed the work of the ministry. It entails the perfecting of the saints. It entails the body of Christ coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, being led and guided into all truth, reaching charity, which will cover a multitude of sins, charity being the bond of perfectness. And when that which is perfect has come, charity then all these things which are important will be done away with. Then we will know even as we're known of him. Well, it's certainly a last day word and the last end of days. And, of course, we are certainly living in the last days. How do we know? Well, the signs of his coming are all around us. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21 tells us that. But there's also things in the revelation of Jesus Christ. That he gives unto his servants. In Revelation 1, verse 1. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and since signified it by his angel unto John. Now the things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Jesus said, I have many things to tell your disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. Paul said, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But it is revealed by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And this is not the revelation of the Antichrist. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him. To show unto his servants, God's servants, things. That's all truth. It's given to us all things and all truth and no lies of the truth. You have need that no man teach you for you have an unction from the Holy One, 1 John 2.20. It is a revelation of Christ. That foundation of the church, the rock that we have left that foundation and went to the denominal doctrines apologetics chisms, catechisms that deny the only Lord God saying that somehow or another he's triune a trinity which there's no such thing in the word of God. Now there is a trinity mentioned but it's not good and it certainly does not apply to God in Revelation 16, 13 there's three Unclean spirits like frogs. Which are the spirits of devils working miracles? Spirits of devils coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. There is signs, miracles, and lying wonders and the strong delusion that God will send in the last days to those that did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Notice it's God himself that sends the strong delusion. Well, what do we know? How do we try the spirits to see whether they are of God? How can we know with so many thousands of denominations in Christianity? John tells us in his epistle, First John 4, verse 1, to try the spirits. Hereby try the spirits, whether they are of God For there are many false prophets that's entered into the land. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now that's a present imperfect tense. Is come, not has come, not past tense, but present imperfect tense. Imperfect means it's still in operation, hadn't been perfected yet. And it's still happening now. Jesus Christ is... uh, Is come in the flesh. It's still coming in the flesh. And any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And is that spirit of Antichrist, which John said, I've already told you, that is already in the world. Denying the only Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one body, one spirit, one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God who's above all. Father of all and in us all. That is uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And for us, in the last days, we will have the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in the word of God. And it is the book of this prophecy. In Daniel 9, 24, when there's 70 weeks of the trouble upon the holy city of Jerusalem, we find that the streets and the walls will be built again, even in troublous times, in a time of tribulation, trouble. But it says to seal up the vision and the prophecy. To seal up the vision is seal it up among the servants of God. Seal the servants of a God in their forehead. What? With the vision. And the prophecy. What's the prophecy? Revelation 1 verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things that must shortly come to pass. Sentence signified by his angel unto John. The things are the things of faith. What is that? The words of the book of this prophecy. Then how can we know them? Only through the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19.10, we find John sees a man. And he was so sure that it was the Lord Jesus Christ that he bowed down and was going to worship him. And the man said, see, thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow brethren and of... uh, thy servants and of thy fellow brethren. Who are, who is this man? I am of thy fellow servants. I am of thy brethren. It's not an angel. Thy brethren. Angels are not brethren. Which have the testimony of Jesus. Well, what is the testimony of Jesus? That's the testimony that God gave of his Son, and believe on the name of the Son of God, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. Not Jehovah, Jr., not God, Jr., not Spirit, Jr., but God himself manifest in the flesh. That is the testimony that God gave of his Son. And we believe that we have set to our seal that God is true. And then the revelation of Jesus Christ, it's not the revelation of the Antichrist, It is, in fact, truly the revelation of Jesus Christ because it's showing us these things. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We're honestly contented for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Far, far greater than Pentecost. Far greater than anything we've read in the book of Acts. The book of Acts does not have an amen on it. Why? Because it's still in operation. And the latter rain will be far greater than the former reign in the book of Acts. And the Lord's preparing his body for it now to those that have an ear to hear, what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Jesus said in these last days, troublous times would come. Men would be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Heady, high-minded, truce breakers. Heady, high-minded. They're disobedient to parents. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We're seeing that today. But there's some things that we need to see. In Acts 3, 20 and 21, it says the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. What things? What are are the all things? Well, all things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Well, the heavens must receive Jesus. He has to be there. Until the times of the restitution, restoration of all things. The faith that was once delivered to the saints. The Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth. Not partial truth, all truth. And when that which is perfect is come, then all these things which are in part will be done away with. And when charity comes. You've got to add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the God life. and then godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is the bond, guarantee of perfectness, of perfection, of perfecting the body of Christ. Charity, therefore, will cover a multitude of sins. Charity is the final step in the body of Christ going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We find this in Second Thessalonians 1, seeing that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of everyone to you aboundeth one toward another. We're bound to thank God for you, brethren, in all your persecution and tribulation that you endure. Persecution and tribulation that you endure? Yes, because tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. What is this trouble. What are the persecutions and tribulations that we endure, which are a, manif- are a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God? where does this judgment come from? It's God's work. Bringing to pass His work, His strange work, and bringing to pass His act, His strange act. Isaiah 28, don't mock at it, lest your bands, the bands of your heart, be made strong, just like he did to Pharaoh, hardened Pharaoh's heart. For judgment will God lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet, that we'll know the height, depth, length, and width of Christ in us. It's a rod. It is the rod in the staff of God. And John was given, in Revelation 11, I read like in the rod given to me saying, Rise, measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. Measure it? Yes. What's the measure? Jesus Christ. Measure the temple. The altar, that temple is not an iron, a physical temple. It's naos. What? No, you're not. Your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. To measure the temple and the altar. The altar is your sacrificial life. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service. be not conform to this world, but ye transform by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. That's the mind of Christ. We receive that in the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7, which is essential to stand in the last day work of the ministry. There, Jesus, talking about this spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, there in Revelation 19, 10, as John was about to worship what he thought was the Lord Jesus Christ, looked like the Lord, had the same characteristics of the Lord, had the same works as of the Lord. And if anybody knew the Lord, it was John, the disciple. John, the revelator, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And he was about to bow down and worship me. See, said, Thou doest and not? I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. That have the testimony of Jesus. I have these things that must was shown, must be shown to the saints. Things which must shortly come to pass. Showing his servants things. Those are the things of faith. It's unto perfection. It is literally being led and guided into all truth. It is the spirit of prophecy. Because it goes on, he said, Worship God for the testimony of Jesus. What is the testimony of Jesus? Revelation 19.10 says the revelation of Jesus, that testimony of Jesus, that revealed Jesus, the unveiling of him, will be what? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Small s. That is the body of Christ literally being led and guided into all truth in the things of faith. Revelation 1 verse 1. So whoever read the words of the prophecy of this book and keepeth them. Well, there's blessings there. And Revelation 19.10 is the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. That is the last day move and the work of the ministry that God will do in and through the body of Christ, the gospel of the kingdom of, of heaven being preached unto all the world for witness unto all nations and then the end will come. The kingdom of God has to be preached unto all the world. For a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. He that endureth in the end, the same shall be saved. Well, he said, This is how you try the spirits. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Lord is that Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus said while he was with the disciples in the earth, in the days of his flesh, said, I'll pray the Father send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it saith him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Well, he's dwelling with the disciples, but he said, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. For that to happen, it has to be the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Then he has to be glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5 going back, taking back the glory that was uh, with the Father before the foundation of the world, John 17, 5. That man being made both Lord and Christ, Acts 2, 36. The house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, Christ is the Holy Ghost, the Father in you, We see that in Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Yes, because the spirit of the son and the spirit of the father is one and the self-same spirit. The son of God is the father revealed, the image of the invisible spirit. That manifestation of God manifest, God manifests in the flesh. Not God Jr. manifest in the flesh. Not Spirit Jr. manifest in the flesh. Not Jehovah Jr. manifest in the flesh. But Jehovah himself manifest in the flesh. That's 1 Timothy 3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God himself was manifest in the flesh. Past tense. Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Preaching to the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. Received up in the glory. That's God Himself revealed in the days of his flesh. But in his glorification, in his humiliation, he was a man. Emptied out of glory, the spirit emptied out of glory, made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. Being found in passion as a man, humbled himself to the death the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him. That's just exactly what Jesus said in John two. He said, Destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body unless he be God. They said 46 years, 40 and six years was this temple in building and you're going to raise it up in three days. But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. Jesus raised his own body in three days, just as he said he would. Why? Because he's declared to be the son of God through the spirit by the resurrection from the dead. And that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him, raised up his own body of flesh and blood, glorified his own human back to himself, has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Who is that? 1 Timothy 6.15 says Jesus Christ is the blessed and only potentate, capital P, potentate almighty, the omnipotent, Omniscient, omnipresent God, all-knowing, everywhere, ever-present, everywhere, God Almighty, who only hath immortality. It's a Jesus-only doctrine. Dwelling in the light, literally dwelling there is a house permanently in that light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's Jesus Christ, who is, was, is to come. He's the Alpha and Omega. That Alpha and Omega in Revelation 1.8, he is the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. Well, that's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God is going to reveal in the last days because we have left the foundation of truth. We have left that foundation of Christ. And we've hewed ourselves out sepulchers and cisterns that can hold no water. We're clouds with no rain. The wandering stars. We're finding that God, not to destroy mankind, but to give the revelation of Jesus Christ, will use seals, trumpets, and bowls in the last days, for those that will have an ear to hear and give Him glory, to the true and real Jesus. There, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. He is the Father of glory. The Spirit of the Son, the Spirit of the Father, one and the self-same spirit. We find that there's a one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who's above all, the Father of us all and in us all. The Father is Christ. Christ in us is Jesus in you. The hope of glory. Greater is he that is within you that's he than he that's in the world. So there is a work of the ministry that God is doing and preparing us for now. What is that? We find in Acts the third chapter, verse 20 and 21, that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. All things are the things of faith, being led and guided into all truth. That's the Holy Ghost job. That's Christ in us. That's the hope of glory. That's a mystery of godliness. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, that, Heavens must receive Jesus. He's not coming until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. That's why in Matthew 17, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when they went up to a mountain apart, he'd take with him Peter, James, and John. Not all 12, but the inner three. And while he's there, they see Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, just as we see in Malachi 4. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Not after it. Not on the day, but before it. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Remember my servant Moses. And behold, I send you Elijah. el yah Elohim is Jehovah. It is a one God message. There, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. We see that in Matthew 17. Because Jesus, on the Mount of Transfiguration, they see Moses and Elijah with Jesus. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three tabernacles, three saccades, three booths, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he was not what he said. He didn't know why he said what he said. But we find that whenever they woke up in a great terror. They saw Jesus only. They didn't see Moses and Elijah. Why? Because Jesus' face shone as it were the sun. He's transfigured. And his garments were glistening all the way down to his feet. This same Jesus that we see in Revelation 1. One like the Son of Man standing in the midst. Sitting in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. The Ephesus, Myrna, uh, Pergamos, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Laodicea. Sardius, uh, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. We're seeing that now. It's a wheel in the middle of a wheel, but it only counts as one wheel. You see, the Son of Man is Jesus, the head, and we, the body of Christ, make it but one man, filling heaven and earth. That's the Son of Man revelation. There, Jesus is saying that he is going to lead us and guide us into all truth before he comes until the times of the restitution of all things. The all things are the things of faith, earnestly contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And when that happens, it's the ones that comes unto perfection for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is this gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world for a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. This gospel of the kingdom, the true, real Jesus, has to be preached in fullness and demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. Not just a television program going over the world, but to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ revealed into all the world. We find that, that Jesus on that Mount of Transfiguration, when Peter, James, and John looked up, they saw Jesus only. They didn't see Moses. They didn't see Elijah. Why? Because Jesus did only in the days of his flesh redemption miracles. He healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devil's open, blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue. The lame walk and the captive went free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. But Moses, it wasn't Moses doing the judgment miracles upon Egypt. It was Jesus in him, Christ in him. That's a revelation of Christ. And we find that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. That the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into to the grace that should come unto us. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit capital S the spirit of Christ that was in them. What is that? Christ is that spirit. Christ is the father. Christ is the word. Christ is El Shaddai. Christ is Elohim. Christ is Jehovah. The spirit of Christ that was in them. When it testified beforehand, signified beforehand, testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. Christ who is God is going to suffer. And that is only through the revelation of Jesus Christ. How he made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory, took upon the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Who is that servant? Well, we're told there's two of them there. God the Father, God the Son, and there's the Holy Ghost, which is a lie. Isaiah 43.10 tells us, Isaiah told us exactly how God was going to do it. Thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Spirit, no flesh, spirit, invisible, all omniscient, omnipotent, omnipotent, omnipresent, God Almighty, that made the heavens and earth and all that therein is. The invisible Spirit of God, You going to heaven and there, going to hell and there. David was the house you will build me, thus saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen. Somebody say, well, it can't be God. If the servant is chosen it can't be God if he sent the son in his fullness of time God sent for this son it can't be the same until you realize that God sent his word the word was made flesh the word is God it was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him why because it God said let there be light and the word created which is God it didn't say son there it said the word. Then the word made flesh dwelt among us and would be a hold of his glory. He is the only begotten son of God, full of grace and truth. Well, the only begotten son is the one of a cod, is a so unique, solitary, unique one. And what is that? That is the word, the spirit of God, without measure, for he giveth not the spirit by measure unto him, not from the tomb, but from the womb. And what is manifest in a body of flesh and blood. There's two components to the Son of God. He's the Spirit of God without measure, manifest, seeing, image of God himself. Emmanuel, God with us. The Son of God and the Father are one and the self, same spirit. One is that same spirit, invisible. Now, the Son of God is that invisible spirit made visible, the image of the invisible God. The express image of his person, singular, there's only one and that's what he's going to reveal in the last day work of the ministry which is he said in Matthew 17 that disciples came and they asked Jesus why do the disciples of John John the Baptist say that Elijah must come first why Then he talked about the ministry. It's a work of the ministry. It's a restoration ministry. You're to restore all things, the things of faith. And Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Why then with Moses? Why with Elijah? What are they doing there on the Mount of Transfiguration? Should be Jesus only. Well, it is Jesus only. Why? Because Moses did not do those judgment miracles upon Egypt. It was Jesus only, Christ that was in Moses. It was not Elijah that did the kingdom miracles. It was Christ in Elijah. It was all Christ in Christ and through Christ alone. It was not the prophets, the Old Testament prophets. It was the spirit of Christ in them, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. Well, then when they saw that, they saw Jesus only. Because it was Jesus only that worked uh, redemption miracles. It was Jesus only that worked uh, the, the literal judgment miracles upon Egypt. And it was Jesus only that worked the kingdom miracles of Elijah. It was Jesus. Jesus alone. Jesus only. And that's the reason why the Jesus only doctrine will be the doctrine that will be, will, will literally be purveyed and literally be the ministry of Jesus, the work of the ministry in the latter days, and the last days. There won't be a Trinity doctrine or a or a Oneness doctrine. It'll be a Jesus-only doctrine. People will know. The believers will know who he is and is, not Moses and Elijah and Jesus and et cetera. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. No, they are say, there's one spirit. That spirit is the Lord. The Lord is that spirit. Jesus Christ is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, the body of Christ, beholding in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Why? To bring many sons in the glory. To bring many sons in glory from, from glory to glory. What? Even by, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Second Corinthians 3, 17, 0. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. So any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Word, God himself, the Holy Ghost, is come in the flesh. What's the flesh now? The body of Christ. We're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Living epistles. Just as Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For me to live is Christ. That is Christ and Paul said, You seek a truth of Christ speaking through me. That's a true minister of God. Not a preacher, a minister. And literally, God confirming his word, confirming his word with signs, divers, miracles, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will. That is the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So we we are told there in Matthew seventeen that Jesus said, Yes, Elijah will truly first come and restore all things, all things of faith. All that faith that was once delivered to the saints will be delivered again. All truth will be known in the body of Christ. Just as he said it would in 1 John 2, 20. You don't have any need that any man teach you for you have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. That's the things of faith. And you know all truth. No lies of the truth. It's already given to us, but it gets revealed by the Spirit of God and it said, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist. Why? You're saying because who is a liar but he that denieth, denies that Jesus is the Christ? Denies that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? Denies that it's God Almighty, the Father of glory, the Word has come in the flesh? The Holy Ghost has come in the flesh? The Spirit of God, Christ is come in the flesh? He has denied, 1 John 2 22, he has denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father, the Spirit of God. And he has denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed, the same Spirit. He's denied both the Father and Son. He that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. There's the doctrine of Christ Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Christ is come in the flesh. Receive that promise of the Father, which saith, He, you've heard of me. We're born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of the Spirit of God, children of the Most High. Pass from darkness in the kingdom into the kingdom of His dear Son. Having His Spirit, if any man have, have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of His. And if the Spirit that dwells in Christ Jesus dwells in you. It shall also quicken, or make alive your mortal body. That's where we are. That ministry of Elijah, Jesus said, is that literally restoration ministry, the restitution of all things, bringing the body of Christ into all truth, not partial truth, all truth. Somebody said, well, I think I've got enough to make heaven. All friend, there are different levels of glory from a newborn babe that then goes to little children because you've known the father. Then there's young men. Why? Because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. These are ones that are overcome in faith. And then there's a last day sealing of the fathers. I write to you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. What's that? That's a word of God. Him that's from the beginning. First John 2, 12 through 14. Who's him from the beginning? You've known him that's from the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. Word, With God, the Word was. God, the same was in the beginning. With God, all things were made by Him. They know the Word of God, and they have eyes before and behind, not only in the things of the old, but the new, the new wine, the new thing that God is doing. And they will be the ones singing the new song, the song of the redeemed. That's the Shirkadash. That is the song of the Lamb. And not only that, the song of Moses too, the Shirk that started in the, your walk in God when you come up out of Egypt, passing over the Red Sea. They sang the, it was a bookend, sang the song of Moses, and then all the way through the wilderness journey, and then Deuteronomy 32, they sing the song of Moses again. And there's your bookends coming over there, and you come over Jordan, you sing the song of the Lamb, the song of the redeemed. Well, what is it, and how do we know? that this Elijah must come first and restore the restoration ministry. Literally restoring the faith that was once delivered to the saints that we're earnestly contending for. Because Jesus said it would. He said it in Matthew 17. On the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. What? Malachi 4 tells us, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Well, you've got to have fathers can't be just little newborn babes or little children or young men. You've got to have fathers that are full-grown, mature, having their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. Hebrews 5. It is the ministry of the king priesthood, Melchizedek. It's the restitution, restoration of all things. ben led got it into all truth. And that's where we are. And he said, Elijah must come, truly must first come and restore all things. Jesus said so before his second advent. Elijah will come and restore all things. Acts 3.21 says that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution, restoration of all things. Things have to be restored. Those are the things of faith. And it literally will be obtained through the body of Christ. And God, it's not of us, for God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. What he's called us to do, he's given us that measure of faith to do it. A good measure. He has slighted us. And this is what God is doing now to those that have an ear to hear. The ministry of Elijah is the ministry of restoration. And we find that when it was time for Elijah to go up, for he had to go up, a man shall cut up to God and to his throne. Elijah's coming up, going up. There's going to be a whirlwind. He's going from, uh, he, as he's he goes from uh, uh, Bethel, he goes across all the way, passing over the Jordan River, Jericho and Jordan. And each time that he goes, uh, he tells Elisha, go back. Matter of fact, if we read there, he goes from Gilead, Gilgal, heap of testimony, to Bethel, house of God. And he tells Elisha, go back. He said, no, wherever you go, I'm going. And as long as the Lord God liveth, my soul liveth, I will not leave you. So he goes from Gilgal to Bethel. Then we go from Bethel to Jericho. Its month is fragrance. That is tabernacles, not Pentecost. That season of tabernacles, you will not be a Pentecostal. You will be a tabernaclist in the last day we've God. And then finally to Jordan, the descender of Dan. And, of course, passing over Jordan, uh, Elijah takes off his mantle, literally smites that Jordan River, and it parts. They went over dry shod. The mantle, the anointing of Elijah. That mantle is the anointing. And when they got on the other side, he asked Elijah, you follow me all this time. Now, what do you want? He said, I don't want a double portion of everything you've got. He said, you ask a hard thing. Hard thing. There's that thing of faith. How many, if you see me go up, if you see how the man-child, the woman births a man-child, caught up to God and to his throne, if you see Elijah Go up. The one God, Eli, uh, El is Yah. Elohim is Jehovah. You see the Lord, he is God, Jesus. If you see that, you have that revelation of Jesus Christ, this last day truth in the real Jesus. If you see that, if you see Elijah, go up. You'll have whatsoever things you say. Well, come time. And then a chariot came down a whirlwind and Elijah went up. Notice what Elisha says: "My father, my father." He didn't say "my newborn baby," he didn't say "little children, little children, little children." He didn't say "young men, young men." He said, "My father, my father," two times, just exactly like John, then in his epistle in First John, two twelve through fourteen, I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him. That's from the beginning. I have written unto you, fathers. Because you have known him this from the beginning. My father, my father, there is the revelation of the work of the ministry in the spirit of prophecy and the testimony of Jesus, that last day faith that would allow that double portion to come to the body of Christ in the work of the ministry, a restoration ministry to restore all things. Then Jesus will come. He's received into heaven until the times of the restitution, restoration of all things. Well, he said, my father, my father, Elisha, seeing Elijah go up. My father, my father, that father will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Why? Because God's coming back for a glorious church. The children of the kingdom will be cast out. We're all coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. He's going to get us there. Being confident of this very thing that he that's begun a good work, work in us will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus. He's going to get us there. But you've got to be willing. You can't be stubborn and say, No, I don't want the new wine. New wine must be put into new wineskins. We must go into the new thing. And how you drunkards and how you ministers of, the, of my altar, weep and howl, you drunkenness. Why? Because the new wine is cut off from you. Joel 1. We don't want it cut off. God's doing the new thing now, the new wine. That is the new thing. And it will allow us to sing the new song, the song of the Lamb. Right now, we're seeing that Elijah ministry come forth. God is preparing his body now for it, for the restitution and restoration of all things. And he said, Elijah will come. Well, who is it? Well, John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus' first coming. Well, who will be the forerunner of Jesus' second coming? John. How do we know that? Because Revelation 10 says, John sees seven thunders out of their voices. And he was about to write the voices. And he said, write it not. He said, go take that little book, the Biblia out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it, not part of it, not one verse of it, not one verse, Charlie, that this is what you're standing on and you're saved. No, eat you all of it. It's going to take all to stand. Stand, therefore, in the evil day. And John, nobody's going to give it to you. He said, you have to take it, John, and you take it out of that angel's hand and eat you all of it. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey. Honey is a revelation of the sweetness of the Lord of God. Butter and honey shall everyone eat that's left in the land. The remnant. But it'll be bitter to your belly. There'll be some hard things in there. bitter herbs. But it'll all be God. They don't, nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. The kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were under John. Since that that time, men pressed their way into it, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. In Christ Jesus, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if it be any, any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even to you, Paul said. Well, Jesus said that Elijah must truly first come and restore all things. But Elijah has already come, if you will receive it. This inner city spake of John the Baptist. When they asked John the Baptist "Are you Elijah, he said no. He was in the spirit of Elijah. But John did not work any miracles. The last day, well, we find that in Revelation 11. We're going to find right now that God's restoring the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's for the work of the ministry. It's those that understand the work of the ministry in the real Jesus and the revelation of Jesus Christ that God will reveal and prepare them as a great army. Don't be left, don't be left. Behind. Don't let denomination knock you out. We love to hear from you and fight this warfare together. because it's two-fold course, not easy broken. there''s, there's safety in a multitude of counselors. We'd like to join with you. Please give us a call, right. Drop us a line because God's placing that army together right now. Well, if you will, Download our e-books, any, any offering at all. There's an eBook that will go along with each of the podcasts that we're now doing. Commoditize to, to help us get this word out throughout the world. We have over a thousand pastors right now in Africa that have come out of Trinity denomination into the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, the true doctrine, and they are preparing for this work of the ministry in Ephesians 4, 11, 12, etc. They have received the word with all. Readiness of mind. They search the scriptures daily to see if the things preached were so. Literally backed up in the word of God through the Holy Ghost bearing witness. We love to hear from you. If you do, if you download an eBook, any offering that you give is fine. We love to hear from you. And uh, drop us a line as God putting that army together. And let's all, in the unity of the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God into to a first man, To the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, let us lift up the real Jesus. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.